morning. Welcome, welcome on this great Sunday morning, uh, May 31st, 2020. I am Pastor Tony Jones, and I am the pastor of Impact Fellowship. It is good to see everyone. Now, since we've last been together, there's been a few things that have happened over this week, but we'll get into that um, in a little bit. But remember one thing that is the constant, that this is the day that the Lord has made, and we are going to rejoice, and we are going to be glad in it. I'm so thankful to have all of you here. I just uh, took a, a brief pause, and I was looking in to see all who have have joined us. I am so thankful yes. for everyone that is here. And trust me, you are not here just by circumstance, but there's a message today for you. I am excited about what God is doing. But before we get into the message, I need to uh, uh, talk about some things that have happened this week in our nation, in this world. Uh, last week when we were together, we were talking um, uh, about being, about persevering and, and going through and, and waiting on God because God is the true constant in everything that we went through. Well, while yes. that was going on, there was videos that was uh, released um, about a killing that happened in Minneapolis um, of an unarmed man, uh, an, an unarmed black man, um, and he was killed at the hands of the uh, police officers there in Minneapolis. Oh, this is a, a tough subject for me as a former police officer who still have a love for the profession. I still have uh, a many um, colleagues or former colleagues that are doing the job, and some in the city right now of Philadelphia, some in the city of Pittsburgh, and there's various people that I have met over my 20-year career in law enforcement who is now out there dealing with certain things. Mm -hmm. Let me just stay here for, for a second. Oh, yeah. Understand this, that we should be protesting. We should be uh, lending our voice of support for change. Mm -hmm. Now, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about the things in, in this world that are not right, mm -hmm. the things that don't line up with uh, uh, what the Constitution is saying for all men, mm -hmm. the things that don't line up with the rules and regulation of the departments by which these people are working in. Mm -hmm. We should be actively engaged. Hallelujah. The other thing that uh, we should be doing is that we should be standing hand in hand with people that don't look like us. Mm -hmm. This is not a black problem. Mm -hmm. This is a people problem mm -hmm. and that only the people, hallelujah, can uh, make change or stand together and cause change to come about. That's one side. The other side of things is that here it is. Most of your fighting will be done in your home. Most of your fighting will be done in prayer. There is something about when we pray and ask God for change. Now, there's a lot of arguments out there that's saying, well, you know, we're, we're tired of, of, of all of you preachers talking about praying. It's time out for all that praying. We need to do some action. You know what? I agree with that sentiment just a little bit. There is time for some action. Glory to God. 
And the action is this, that we need to come together and touch and agree. Mm -hmm. Now, not only should I be praying, but I should find people just like me who wants to stand, hallelujah, mm -hmm. on the Lord's side and come against this thing. Remember, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Yes. Stop there. In other words, we can't fight all these different uh, police officers who have the wrong mentality. But our fight is going to be in the spirit. So when I link hands with people who believe as I believe, change will happen in the atmosphere. So let me encourage you in this area. Yes, peacefully protest all of these things that are not right. Come together as a family, as a group, and pray against, hallelujah, what the enemy is trying to do. Separate the people. The enemy don't care what color you are. He wants to kill the white folks just like he wants to kill the black folks. He wants to separate the Asian folks just like he wants to separate the Hispanic folks. He doesn't have a, a care about what you look like, what, what language you speak, but he wants to separate all of the people. We need to unite and come against this thing in the spirit. The scripture says, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive sin and heal their land. Listen, we have a collective, collective, collective process by which we must engage in order to bring about the change. So be encouraged, beloved, that God has not forgotten you. Hallelujah. Listen, I just want to welcome all of you in today. I see that Lauren is joining us all the way from Germany. She's in Germany. Lauren, we love you. Thank you for joining us. I see that my, my niece Natalie has jumped on from Texas. I have other family members. We have other church members that are here. God is going to do something in us and for us today. Come on, turn with me into the book of Mark. Mark, the second chapter, uh, and we're going to begin at verse 15. Mark, the second chapter, beginning at verse 15. <coughs> Hallelujah. That's right. I want to welcome all of you in. Uh, Jojo, I see that you're here. Hey, how are you doing, Giovanna? Nice to see you. I see that my, my sister Tracy is there. And as always, my cousin Kim. Kim is in the house. Kim Jones Carter, I see you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For, for being a support of this ministry. Uh, Mark, the second chapter, beginning at verse 15. Now it happened, as he was dining in Levi's house, that many tax collectors and sinners also sat together with Jesus and his disciples. For there were many, and they followed him. And when the scribes and Pharisees saw him eating with the tax collectors and sinners, they said to his disciples, how is it that he eats and drinks with tax collectors and sinners? When Jesus, heard, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. The disciples of John and of the Pharisees were fasting. Then they came and said to him, Why do the disciples of John and of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? 
As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast in those days. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment, or else the new piece pulls away from the old, and the tear is made worse. And no one puts new wine in old wineskins, or else the new wine bursts the wineskins, then the wine is spilled and the wineskins are ruined. But the new wine must be put, must be put into new wineskins. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message a title that simply says, it's time for a new season. It's time for a new season. And you know what? I want to give this a, a subtitle that says, Old Minds Can't Hold New Blessings. Old Minds Can't Hold New Blessings. Listen, I just want to go right into to this here. Um, here we see that uh, Levi, uh, that Jesus is in the house of Levi. Uh, now, Levi has uh, put together this this huge banquet, this huge party, uh, a, a feast, as it will, uh, for Jesus. And in this, this feast, everybody was invited. I mean, it's a virtual who's who kind of an of a, of a affair. There's a red carpet, glory to God, and everybody is showing up. In fact, the enemies of the friends are there because nobody wants to not be at this party. Why does it make why is it so important for this to happen at Levi? What is what makes Levi so important? Now Levi was a tax collector, and that was his vocation. Now the tax collectors were not a friend of the people. The tax collectors often robbed from the people. They would collect the taxes that was needed for, for the country, uh, but then they would take more for themselves personally. So the tax collectors was not a friend of the people. And the Bible lets us know that, that, the, that the tax collectors and the people were always at odds with each other. They were always at odds. And, and because of how the tax collectors um, uh, navigated or uh, worked their business, it put the people at a deficit, glory to God. But Levi met a man, hallelujah, named Jesus. And when Levi met Jesus, Jesus said to him, follow me. And Levi did. And when Levi did follow Jesus, his life was instantly changed. But watch this. Even though Levi's life was changed, he still had the influence of his position. He still had, had the stature of, of, of where he was in that society at that time. Levi still had the clout that he could call for a party. And not only would other tax collectors come, but even the scribes and Pharisees. And somebody say the church folk. The church, church folk, the church folk had even come to the party, and, and while they were there, they began to notice some things that were different. Now, let me just stop there. Um, for those of you who have met Jesus right now in your life, you found that um, you've now established a relationship. 
but you're still working in the same old vocations, glory to God. And because of that, sometimes there's a tendency to want to go back to how you used to be, glory to God. There's a tendency to want to stand with the uh, crowd, as it were. Now, let me just pause right there in the message. I want to go back to what's happening here in this week. Uh, as I said earlier, I spent 20 years in law enforcement as a police officer, glory to God. And I realized um, early on that I was different. I realized that I looked differently. Now, now I had relationship with my coworkers. I had relationship with other police officers that did not look like I looked. Mm -hmm. But see, there was something different about me that I had a relationship with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, and I'll be honest, you know, you wanted to take the, the uh, shortcut mm -hmm. like the other people were doing. Ooh. There were times where you wanted to just stand silent like the other people were, were doing. Mm -hmm. See, when these police officers are doing uh, a bad thing, there is something that goes on here. They're doing it openly. Hallelujah. Now, even though the other officers may not subscribe to the same behavior, their silence will represent a cohesion of sorts because they're the ones who have to stop that action. Glory to God. So let me go back to the message here. Uh, uh, so here we have Levi, whose life has been changed because he met a man. He met a man that, that didn't care about the things that he had did, but he was concerned about where he was at that moment. Hallelujah. And when he met Jesus, his life changed instantly, and he wanted to celebrate the fact that I'm no longer that guy. Hallelujah. I'm no longer that man that used to do those things of old. So I'm inviting everyone to the feast. But see, something happened. Hallelujah. The scribes and Pharisees. Somebody say the church folks. The church folks. The scribes and Pharisees uh, begin to talk to Jesus disciples, and they asked them questions. They said, uh, 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 why is it, hallelujah, that, that Jesus eats with all of these tax collectors and sinners? And the Bible says, when Jesus heard it, uh, he said this. Now, I want to pause here for another second. Why is it so important that uh, if this thing was so important, why wouldn't the scribes and Pharisees say these things to Jesus? But instead, he, they said it to the disciples. The enemy will always try to separate you, hallelujah, from that which is good. The enemy will try to separate you and plant doubt in your head about that which is good in order to destroy both you and that which he's trying to separate you from. Yes. Glory to God. But the scripture says, when Jesus heard it, he said to them, he didn't say it to the, to the disciples, he went right to the source. Hallelujah. He said, those who are well, I have no need of, have no need of a physician, but those who are sick, I, that's who I came for. I came for not for the righteous, yes. but for the sinners to, to, to repentance. Why is that important? He said, listen, let me just translate that. He said, listen, those who already know me, those who are already saved are already with me, and I'm going to take them with me. But those who do not know me, that is who I come for. We focus so much on sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
And, and again, we should all be sinless. Mm -hmm. But we focus so much on sin that we realize that all we're doing is pushing people away. What are you talking about, preacher? Are you saying that uh, um, people should stay in sin and we should be just be forgiving of that? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. Consider this. When Jesus met you, hallelujah, we're not looking at anybody else but ourselves right now. When Jesus met you, he didn't come, he didn't put conditions on you. He just said, come. We had an excuse already. He's like, but you don't understand what I've done. I've said some things, Lord, and he said, come. He said, but you don't understand, Jesus. I've done some things, but he said, come. And this is the part that he's trying to get across to them. He's like, listen, I came to for the lost. For those who are sick, but hallelujah, sometimes we want to keep people in that sunken place. We want to keep people in that dark spot. We want to keep people in that down spot so that we feel good about ourselves. Hallelujah. We focus so much on somebody's sin that we don't recognize that they're acting outside of their character and that is not their character. I'll say it differently. We focus so much on the sin that we don't realize that there is redemption for them and his name is Jesus. Listen, I just got to move on here. Uh, uh, there is so much here. We have a lot of different things that's going on. Um, let me ask you this question. Um, you, you see here where you have the um, uh, scribes and Pharisees. Um, they're asking questions of, of Jesus, and they're asking questions about Jesus to the uh, disciples. Have you ever had somebody who wanted to uh, 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 ask some questions about you, and and maybe they didn't do it the right way, but, but you can tell right away that they are not interested in your answer. They just want to criticize or ridicule, but they have to set it up as if they're they're asking a, a question. Um, let's tell you, let, me, let me give you an example. Um, um, you're saved, right? And the answer would be, well, yes, I am. Well, if you're saved, then why are you wearing the clothes that you are wearing? Hallelujah. They're not interested in your answer, by the way, because they already have a fixed opinion about you. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. How about this go a little bit further? You go to church, right? Yes, yes, I, I, I go to church. Well, if you go to church, then why do you attend this event? Glory to God. See, they're not interested in your answer. They want to publicly uh, put you on display. Glory to God. Um, why is that? Because the enemy wants to separate you from the church. The enemy wants to separate you from them. The enemy wants to separate the people from each other so that individually you can be destroyed. Hallelujah. Even though Jesus, knowing the motivation behind these questions, knowing the motivations behind the attack, he answered them in a parable. What is a parable? A parable will explain something in a way that you can understand it. Glory to God. We speak in parables sometimes to our smaller children. We say things uh, uh, so that they can understand it in a way that they can understand it. And so this is what Jesus begins to do is... Uh, what? Here, let me back up. The reason why the Pharisees uh, chose the topic of fasting to compare John's disciples mm -hmm. versus Jesus' disciples mm -hmm. is Jesus' disciples were doing 
and saying some new stuff okay. that went against the tradition. Right there, the scribes and the Pharisees represented what we would call the Old Testament. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. The scribes and Pharisees knew all of the uh, a doctrine that the, old script, that the Old Testament, as we know it today, represented. Here you had Jesus who represents the New Testament. Hallelujah. See, see, the Old Testament represented the law, hallelujah, but here comes grace. grace. Grace was coming. A new chapter was literally being written right before them. So he didn't play by the rules. He knew what the rules were, but he didn't subscribe to those things or those traditions. Glory to God. There it is. He didn't subscribe to those traditions uh, because he was in and he was the new season. Yes. Uh, put your hand over your chest and say, this is a new season. This is a new season. This is a new season. See, in the in the text, in, in the, the, the text around, let's see. Uh, which one do we want to talk about first? Let's go to verse 19. The parable, can friends of the bridegroom fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. But the day will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and they will then fast. What is we talking about? Jesus was saying, listen, right now, the Pharisees, have, and the Pharisees, the uh, disciples, my disciples don't have a reason to fast because I am with them. Hallelujah. But there's going to come a time when I'm not going to be here. And that is the time when they're going to need to fast. Why is that important? Because fasting is one of the areas that Christians, oh, mm, we sometimes neglect. Uh, because, well, uh, you know, there, there are some things that when the scripture says uh, there are certain things that we are dealing with, there are certain demonic things that are happening right now in our life and in our livelihoods that are happening. But the scriptures admonish us to, in this way by saying these things will not leave us except by fasting and prayer. Uh -huh. Now, right there, we're like, well, I don't mind praying. Glory to God. I'd like to pray. Hallelujah. Fasting. That means there has to be some type of sacrifice. There has I have to give up something uh, in order. And, and these scriptures are very clear. Well, whereas in the, the older scripture or the older text, um, everyone was fasting. Mm -hmm. But see, because Jesus represented grace, mm -hmm. Jesus was the Son of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus, hallelujah, was God in the flesh. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. He said, my disciples have no need to fast, but there will come a day when they will fast. But this is not the day. Hallelujah. Let's go to, to, to the second one. Verse 21. It says, he says, no one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment or else the new piece pulls away from the old and the tear is made worse. See, some of you don't know what that is. See, fashion today is different than fashion when I was growing up. Glory to God. I remember having a patch one time. One time. And, and, and my mother can confirm that. Um, I, so I, I remember what uh, putting patches on your clothing was like um, when there was a tear in your play clothes. Now, I did not go to school with patches on my clothes. Glory to God. But we had a thing called play clothes that when you came home from school, you changed your clothes and you put on your play clothes. And, and as a young boy... Um, you know, there were some holes in, in the knees. And I remember that there was a, a patch or two. But it's important here as he begins to explain what happens when you patch something, glory to God, that if you don't use 
a cloth that has already been, uh, uh, it says shrunk. So we would say already been washed because after you wash something, you will, you will receive shrinkage and that will be its uh, final uh, piece. Mm -hmm. That's the size it will be. But if you take a new cloth and you try to patch a hole with it, mm -hmm. that um, it will shrink and then the hole will be made worse, glory to God. But see, Jesus is, is telling this story that no one sews a, a, a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. And what's, what's the old garment? The old garment is us, hallelujah, glory to God. What is the uh, a, a new piece or the a new patch? The new patch is Jesus. Glory to God. And because the new patch is Jesus, hallelujah, we are made or we are remade new. Amen. Hallelujah. We are different. Yes. We might work in the same vocation as before. Hallelujah. We might live in the same neighborhood as before, yes. but we are different people. Yes. Glory to God. There is something about being able to stand right where you are and declare who you are. Amen. There is something about, now let's go back to those officers again. I feel like preaching now. There is something about when you can look to your right and see that your co-worker is doing wrong and say, listen, that's wrong. Hallelujah. And I'm not going to stand for you doing this. Why is that important? Because you have the same, hallelujah, authority. You have the same abilities. You have the uh, uh, same know-how and you have the same licensing to stop the action. So many times these bad behaviors continue because the righteous will not stand up. Hallelujah. The righteous will not say this is wrong. And because this is wrong, we cannot do it. Glory to God. God is trying to get something to his people, yes. but his people have to be willing to make the change. Okay, now I'm about to go down something that's a, a little rocky uh, here, but we have many friends in relationship. Hallelujah. We have many friends in relationship, and some of our friends have a different political affiliation. Glory to God. And right now we see that these things are polarized, uh, uh, a Democrat versus Republican. But guess what? These types of things are only going to come about through change when the Democrats and the Republicans come together with the independents. Hallelujah. Come together with all the other political affiliations and say that this is not right. Yes. See, God did not come for the Democrats. God did not come for the Republicans, but God came for every political affiliation. Even those who don't subscribe to a political affiliation, God is looking for all his people, not just one small group. No group has a lot on God. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. There is times that we have to understand, beloved, that God is trying to get something to you. Yes. So he's allowing these things to come about because he's trying to bring about change through you. But you have to stand up. Hallelujah. And declare it for yourself. Glory to God. Let's move on. Uh, uh, we have a, a, another instance where Jesus speaks in the parable. And he says, and no one puts new wine into old wineskins. Or else the new wine busts the, the, the wineskins, and then the wine is spilled, and the wineskins are ruined. But the new 
must be put into new wineskins. Who is he talking about here? Once again, he's talking about us. Glory to God. You are a new wine. Hallelujah. And because we are new wine, we must be placed in new wine skins. Glory to God. Why is that important? So that we can grow. Because wine, hallelujah, when it's, when it's first uh, uh, made, uh, will expand. And not only will it expand, it will um, grow in, in its natural form. Now, I know I got some wine drinkers out there. Glory to God. There you go. Put your hand up. There you go. I see you. I see you. <laughs> and because of that, um, there's, some, there's, there's some things, there's some uh, chemical or some chemistry that happens when wine is being fermented from the, its juice stage to its wine stage. Mm -hmm. And there is a chemical reaction that the wine expands. Mm -hmm. Well, there's something about the, the skins that the wine is in, mm -hmm. the, the skins will grow with the wine. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, uh, when, when your life changes with God, you become new. Mm -hmm. But now growth happens, hallelujah. Growth happens, and when that while that growth is happening, there's some things that's going on in your life. There's some some good things that's happening because you're growing. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. There's some bad things that have developed. Oh, what's that? Well, you, you, you're growing. God is, is pouring into you. Some yeah. things are happening around you. You're growing. The things are happening to you. You're, you're growing. You're coming out on top in each situation because you're growing. You're a new wineskin. Yes. So Jesus is explaining this to the people. Um, this is what's happening. Now, these new techniques that, that God was uh, explaining to the people uh, was talking about the change that will happen in the world. And the devil don't want you to succeed because change is in you. Jesus' disciples had a different mindset than uh, the, the rest. They were looked at as being radical. Glory to God. Now, see, the, the, the disciples of Jesus was different like unlike the disciples of John. Oh, my goodness. Do we have time to talk about that? Yes. See, John's disciples, I love this. Let me just back up just a little bit. Um, uh, John, as we call him, uh, John the Baptist, he had one uh, message that he preached. He preached the same message every, every day, and that was repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. In other words, he was preparing the way for the New Testament, Jesus, to come forward. He was preparing the way in the minds of the heart. He was like, repent and be baptized because Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. This new thing that, that, that is coming is going to change your life right now. Yes. It's not going to be something that we're going to have to wait for, but your life will change immediately yes. because he's coming. Yes. And because of that, um, uh, uh, the people got used to uh, a John. So before Jesus came, they thought John was radical. But when Jesus stepped, for, stepped forward, it was like, well, wait a minute. You know, even John's disciples uh, fast, uh, but your disciples don't. Uh, again, they didn't like John's disciples either, but they got used to, to, to his ministry. They've gotten used to uh, the things that he was saying and doing. 
and the things that he was saying and doing, hallelujah, uh, uh, kind of lined up with the, those old uh, uh, scriptures, that old testimony, that, that old testament. But here you have Jesus, Jesus coming forward, coming. hallelujah, bringing a new message, hallelujah, bringing the hope, hallelujah, of glory to the earth, hallelujah. Hope was walking around on the earth, hallelujah. Watch this, before Jesus stepped onto the scene, John was seen as uh, the one that was radical, and I said that. He did things that rubbed the Pharisees in the scribes the wrong way. He did not start his ministry, hallelujah, in the church, but he started his ministry in the wilderness, glory to God. He didn't care about what he looked like, for John's uh, garments was camel hair. He didn't want to be bothered with what he needed to look like. He just wanted to get dressed, glory to God. John's uh, 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 Garments were camel fur, glory to God, and he didn't care about what he was eating. He just wanted to eat, glory to God. The scripture says that John ate locusts and honey. Why is that important? Because John's focus was on doing the ministry of Christ, for Christ was coming, and the people needed to be prepared for when he came, glory to God. But this rubbed people the wrong way. John did not look like them, hallelujah. John did not talk like them. John was ushering in the New Testament. He was preparing the way for Jesus to come forward. Now, see, there are certain things that you just can't carry with you. Glory to God. Uh, uh, Here it comes. Here comes the the new season. And this is the best part. See, we can't take the summer clothes into the winter season. Why is that? Because if I take my summer clothes into the winter season, then I'm going to freeze. Glory to God. Uh, I can't take my winter clothes into the summer season. Why is that? Because if I take my winter clothes into the summer season, I will be a wet mess. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. Mm -hmm. And this is the same thing that's happening right now. We're trying to take, hallelujah, the old man into, we're trying to take the new man into the the old ways. We're trying to take the new man into the the, the old thinking, glory to God. But guess what, beloved? You can operate as a new creature, as a new person in God and still be, hallelujah, and still be on time and still be fashionable and still, hallelujah, be trending and still be uh, uh, not seen as being corny. See, a lot of times we didn't want to be considered a, a church folk, hallelujah, because church folk was considered to be boring, hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Church folk was considered to be uh, a double tongue. We mean double tongue, that they would say one thing and then do something else, glory to God. Now, I thought we were just talking about the issues of life. I didn't know it was a, a, a double tongue thing. Mm-hmm. See, many, many of us reject um, the Lord because we don't want to be uh, talked about the way you talked about people. Hallelujah. I'll say it differently. God is coming for us. He wants us. He's not worried about what you did. He's worried about you. Hallelujah. He's not worried about what you once said. He's concerned about you. And because he's concerned about you, hallelujah, he wants to give you better than what you have. Let's let's move on a, a little bit a little bit further. See, you can't carry um, 
those, those old things, those old seasons into the new things. There are some disappointments that has happened in the old season. There was some, some um, brokenheartedness that happened for you in the old season. Mm -hmm. There were some busted relationships that happened in the old season. There were some promises made, hallelujah, in the old season. There were some poor decisions that was made in the old season. There was no decisions that were made in the old season. But we got to let it go and move forward now um, to in order to get into that place where Christ is. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. There is something that, that happens when, uh, there it is, um, the reason why we don't want to go into the new season. Here it comes. We're just going to sum it up. Because our lives are surrounded by things and people that are negative. Oh, Negative people. Negative people will affect your decision. If every time there is something that comes up and you run it by someone that's negative, um, you're going to get a negative answer. But, but let's just examine that for a second. The reason why we run things by people who are negative is that we want, to, want their approval. We want to be approved by the people. But the people will not approve you because they're negative. They cannot. Jesus is the only one that can change that negative heart. Jesus is the only one that can change that angry heart. There is nothing that you can say. Uh, I, I heard a, a brother say, you know, I, I, I don't talk to um, my grandfather anymore. I'm like, why not? Why don't you talk to your grandfather? He's like, because every time I share something with him, it's always negative. Hallelujah. Because grandpa is talking from a hurt place. And because he's talking from a hurt place and he doesn't realize it, that Everything that he says is always in the negative. Glory to God. But there is one who can heal yes. that negative place. Glory to God. And that one is Jesus. Jesus can heal us from those things. Glory to God. When the enemy comes at you, he comes at you first through your mind. And that is doubt. God has to create the doubt. God. The enemy has to create the doubt in you first. Hallelujah. By saying things like, you can't do that. But wait a minute. The scripture says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Glory to God. The enemy will tell you the things in complete opposition of you. Watch this. Um, the enemy will, will tell you, you cannot tell um, uh, your pastor that because you can't tell your pastor all your business. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. God has sent pastors to your lives for a reason, and that is to help you, hallelujah, stay in God. Mm, I guess that, that's just another message. Come on, we got to move on. We got to move on. This, this technique is a distraction technique that the enemy uses, and it will cause you to waste time with things like, oh, I wish, I wish I would have done that. Oh, I wish I would have said that. Oh, I wish I would have went to college. Oh, I wish I would have graduated from high school. Oh, I wish I would have done this. I wish I would have stayed. Those things keep us from where God is trying to get us to right now. God is trying to put something in you. Now, I like the way how, how Paul says it, and, and I'm going to wrap this thing up. Paul says it this way, hallelujah, in Romans, the 12th chapter, around verse 1. He says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, 
acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Hallelujah. And here it comes in verse 2. And do not conform to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It starts in the mind. Remember when we said earlier that the enemy brings first um, doubt to your mind. But see, all those things that come in doubt, it will come in the uh, uh, the opposition of the word of God. And that's why the Lord has sent the word of God to keep us uh, uh, moving forward, forward, forward. The word of God keeps us moving forward because when the enemy brings doubt, it's always in the opposition of what the word is saying. Old minds can't hold new blessings. Old minds can't hold what God is trying to take you to today. Old minds can't hold the blessings of God. Listen, there is so many things that are happening. We have seen um, the loss of people over, over the last two months. Mm -hmm. It says in the nation, over 100,000 people died of just one illness alone. And that didn't, it doesn't even encompass all the other deaths that have happened just through other causes. But we're seeing a change in this world. We're seeing a change in this atmosphere. We're seeing a change in our day to day. And God is going to use this to turn this thing around for you. So let me share this with you. There are new job opportunities for you. There are new relationships right now for you. There, hallelujah. Your desire for family has not ended because you have reached a certain age. Your desire for, for companionship um, uh, for a wife and for a husband has not ended because you don't see anyone out there who is saved like you are saved. Those things have not changed. There is a, a new season that has come about and God is trying to get it to us. He's trying to get it to you. But the old minds can't hold the new blessings. Hallelujah. We have to renew our mind uh, in order to receive what God is giving. And that's what the scriptures were saying. That's what Jesus was saying to, to the scribes and the Pharisees. He's like, listen, those things that we used to subscribe to it doesn't work here now because I'm doing a new thing. And he's going to do a new thing in you. He's going to do a new thing in us. All we have to do is, one, trust him. Yes. Trust him that he's going to perform that which he said. The other thing that we have to do is we have to stand in faith. Hallelujah. The, the scripture says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. You can't wait to see it in order to believe it, but you got to believe it that it's coming. Now, whether or not it's delayed, it's still coming. Glory to God. And because it's still coming, I thank God for what he's doing. I thank God that he heard my cry. Listen, just because it looks like other people around you are prospering and you're not. Ah, my The songwriter wrote a song that said, My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. And that's so important because we're not looking around for what other people are doing, but we are still trusting God to do what he said he will do. Oh, beloved, I am so excited um, about what he's doing for us today. Um, and I am, and I just want to leave you with this last thought. Um, old minds can't, can't uh, uh, 
can't hold new blessings. Old attitudes can't hold new blessings. Old ways of thinking can't hold new blessings. The old man has to be put aside for the new man to walk in the prosperity of God. And I'm not talking about money here in this situation. I'm just talking about a, a, a lifestyle, livelihood. I'm talking about those things, those day-to-days. Sometimes we wake up not happy because of the situations that we're in. Somebody say, that's the old mind. The old mind first traps us in that where we don't want to get out of bed. Glory to God. The scripture says that every day there are brand new mercies. Hallelujah. Brand new mercies. But if the enemy catches me right before I get out of bed, um, then I'm stuck right there. But I dare you right now. Here it comes. For when that thing comes to you to declare, this is the day that the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and be glad in it. That's the new mind. Speak those things into your existence. Speak those things into uh, uh, existence and watch those areas change in your life. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that you saw fit not to leave us in this place. But Father, you, hallelujah, according to your mercies, Father, has given us a pathway to you. Now, Father, we thank you right now for changing us, changing our lives, changing our situations, Lord God. Father, you knew what was going on. Father, you knew when people were talking about you, Father. Now, Father, concerning, concerning all those things that are happening to us individually, Lord God, you see our finances. Father, you, you see um, our, our vocations. You see that some of us have jobs and some of us don't have jobs. Some of us have careers and some of us don't have careers. Some of us, our bodies are afflicted, Father, Father, with illness. Father, I thank you right now for, for hallelujah, for change, Lord God. Father, I thank you for your healing. I thank you, Lord God, in advance, Lord God, for opening up doors of opportunity. Lord God, I thank you, Father, for mending broken relationships. I thank you, Lord God, for mending broken hearts, Lord God. Father, you are the God of all flesh. And Father, I thank you for racial relationships being reconciled, Father. I thank you, Lord God, Father, that the enemy means to separate his people, men from men, uh, men from women, Lord God. Father, I thank you right now for reconciling all those. Father, I thank you, Father, for the people of God, white, black, Asian, Hispanic, coming together in the name of the Lord Jesus, and Father, confounding, hallelujah, that, that spirit, yes. Lord God. Father, Father, I rebuke the enemy that wants to burn down uh, 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 cities, Lord God. I rebuke the enemy that wants to bring violence into the, the homes and, and into the, the, the city streets, Lord God. And Father, I thank you right now for peace. In the name of Jesus, Lord God. Father, we call upon you, Father, to be, Father, that which you are. Father, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, Lord God. Father, we just declare peace upon this nation, Lord God. Father, as 13 cities uh, went from protest 
to rioting uh, last night, Lord God, Father. We just claim, hallelujah, Father, healing for those neighborhoods. Father, I thank you right now that, that man is standing with woman and, and, and black is standing with white and, and, and Asian is standing with Hispanic, Lord God. And we're bringing about healing to this nation. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for you have all the answers, for you have all the answers for us, and we trust you in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord God, amen, amen. Listen, um, we invite you now to be a part of um, offering, Lord God, if you have an offering um, uh, for God in the form of tithes or offering, you can uh, cash app us at dollar sign impact fellowship um, if this ministry has been a blessing to you we have some uh, new services that we have that we are a part of you can see us now on YouTube also you can just do a search for impact fellowship and look for our logo and Austin will put up the uh, logo for you to see um, just when you type in YouTube just go to impact fellowship and you will search for the, the Impact Fellowship logo that's right behind me. There it is. Um, and you'll be able to pull up this ministry. And if this has been a, a blessing up to you, we invite you to like it. We invite you to share it. We invite you to subscribe to it. Also, we have um, a podcast um, that you can reach us at www.anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R uh, F-M dot fm uh, backslash impact fellowship again you can see it uh, right behind me um, these things are avenues for god's people to be connected to him um, the other thing i want to want to do i want to thank this uh production team what we're doing here um every week um, there are other people who are working diligently so that these things uh, can go forth. And I just want to take time to, to thank them. Um, my uh, sons, Anthony, Aaron, and Austin, um, my wife, Sarah Jones, my, uh, my sister-in-law, Gloria Sanders. This, this is that part of the, this, this production team. That's the production team um, that gets these things out to you. And I just want to publicly thank them for their sacrifice, thank them for everything that they're doing here. Um, again, we'll be here next week. Um, I just pray God's blessing upon you. And if this has been a blessing to you, please, we invite you to share it. Or drop me a, a note. Um, if, if you don't have a church home, um, reach me. You can reach me at 724-541-3308. Um, and we're gonna we're gonna form something here so that everybody's needs, spiritual needs, are being met. That is my goal. That is God's plan for you. And it's okay, you know, um, if if you don't have a church home, it's okay to say that my my church is Impact Fellowship. My pastor is Pastor Tony Jones. It's okay. It's okay because we are in a new season. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, the, the four walls have been removed. Um, so we're going to do this thing um, just as God intends it uh, to happen. If you've been blessed by this ministry, invite someone else in. Um, and so that they too can partake in the blessings of God. 
Listen, I wish you a great week. Enjoy. Love each other. God bless you. And we'll see you next Sunday.